That, of course, with Judith Durham with The Seekers, the carnival is over. For many Australians, Bali is the closest, most affordable overseas holiday destination. So it's no surprise to our Bali correspondent, Suzanne Hart, that there are plenty of Aussies over there right now. We hope they just return with a suntan. But unfortunately, there's an epidemic of foot and mouth disease in Indonesian cattle herds. And while humans can't catch it, they can bring it home on footwear, clothing, even up their noses for 24 hours. Graham Kemlo got an update on the situation from Suzanne on the risk to our cattle industry. Suzanne Hart on the line from Bali, our correspondent up there. Suzanne, how are you? I'm very well, Graham. How are you? I'm a lot warmer than you are. Yeah, you are. It's a look. We have a lovely clear day here uh, today, but it's still chill, you know. <laughs> and I think I'm over it. I'm, I think I'm ready to come up and uh, take your spare bedroom. It's unbelievably uh, chilly here at night, particularly about four thirty in the afternoon. Uh, sitting here in my office, I have to sometimes sneak the little heater on. I can't walk around and do my job. I end up having to sit at a desk and record interviews and write stories and all that stuff. So I envy you, even though um, you sometimes have a cockerel crowing in the background or a dog barking or, you know, maybe a a midgie or two. Yes, well, that's quite true. And you may hear there is a rogue rooster that has popped its little head up a a couple of times. He's followed you. He's come come from the old house. He's my alarm clock and I'm okay about that. He doesn't crow the whole way through the day. So you might hear him pop up because he likes to say hi. Well, that's good. You're obviously surfing and enjoying life. I must admit that I haven't been in the water here surfing uh, since I returned from Lombok, where I did surf for a week early in July, which I loved. It was amazing. But it's been very, very windy on the island. And even though it's normally at this time of the year, it's kite season in Sanoa in July. So we always expect there to be these wonderful breezes. And honestly, it's such a it's such a lovely thing. You know, I've got my doors open at the moment and just overhead fans going on, no air con, because the breeze is so beautiful that comes in off the easterly, that comes in off the ocean. But it, the West Coast has also been really, really windy. I'm such a fair weather surfer, Graham. I'm so fickle. I love surfing glassy waves and listen to me. So I'm, and there's too many people out there now. Well, I was going to ask um, you, um, I, I, <laughs> I'm hearing that Bali's sort of come back with a bit of a vengeance. Um, Who's actually up there? Are the Aussies there yet? Yes, there's a lot of Aussies there. And this morning when I walk up to my local copy kiosk, which is some of the best coffee, little little plug for them, some of Mm. the best coffee in Sanora, according to me, I walk up there, walk along the beach, and then I walk to them and have coffee. Honestly, there would have been 20 or so people that came through this morning, and everyone's got an Australian accent. So there are okay. a lot of Australians that are coming back up, despite um, <laughs> despite the airlines um, often cancelling their flights. Um, they're still managing to get up here. But, so there's uh, a lot of Australian accents around. And I imagine you've also got the Europeans and the Americans there on their summer vacation, have you? Yes, definitely. And I think, I believe it's August and September. I believe it's September that we really see most of the majority of the Europeans start to come through. Okay. And Sanur is a really, is a very popular place for the Europeans. I mean, you know, if people make fun of us over here and say, this is where you go to retire. But it's got such a lovely villagey little vibe over here. And the uh, the beaches are um, 
protected by the reef so you can swim anywhere and of course I'm waiting any day now to be able to surf back out my local break which is um, out at Murchisari Baby Reef just down here so the wind is starting to change the season I can already feel the season starting to turn around and uh, I'm pretty excited so I'm biding my time, Graham, okay. and I'm just being a little bit patient. Well, good on you. I think that's uh, that's a great thing. Now, I did want to uh, just ask you about something that's playing fairly um, steadily in the news here, which is foot and mouth disease, a disease of cattle. But the, yes. according to what I read, something that humans can carry and uh, could sort of bring back here to Australia where we've got a $32 billion beef industry effectively staring down the barrel and there are moves being made by our quarantine service to make people walk over matting, which has obviously got yeah. some you know, <clears throat> chemical attached to it, uh, when they return to uh, airports around Australia. Um, is it obvious that, that this disease is in Bali or uh, do you have to sort of go out of your way to find cattle? Look, there's a couple of things about that, Graham. I think that um, probably politically and given that Bali is in a massive recovery state mm. after... I think that the general channel here is very much on the low down. There's no doubt that if you're an Australian you're very, or a New Zealander, you're very, very aware of what the issues is and what's going on. Something that I saw pop up the other day is that the Bali Hotels Association put together a fantastic campaign where they've literally said you can leave your shoes, your thongs, your old sneakers, your any of your clothes. If you've been out into the more rural areas, the rice fields, if you've been out with the uh, near the cattle and the farmers and you're at all worried about it, leave your gear behind. We will package it up, clean it, obviously look after it, and we will distribute that to people who don't have anything. That's a good idea. Most, it's such a wonderful positive campaign. Yeah. And it's something that, that they've been able to literally embrace and I just think that's such a great way of turning something that's not such a great situation into something that's really positive. Yeah. So I was really pleased to see that. I think that, unfortunately, there's always going to be a percentage of travellers who just are dismissive about these sorts of things. They can't see it. It's not like COVID. They can't see it. They're not going to get sick. So they don't, maybe they're not taking it very seriously. I've been watching very closely. As you know, I follow Australian news very clearly, very, very closely. I'm sorry. I've been watching a lot about uh, the the sorts of measures that Australia is taking with biosecurity and these maps as people walk through uh, the airport and just really ramping up that biosecurity measure as people are coming through. I guess time will tell won't it what a terrible situation for us to be in i'm sitting up here in bali that's really recovering with a bang Mm. and if australia found no other alternative than to close its borders to indonesia again i just can't i that's not a place i want to go no, no. <laughs> you know, Look, like that's I don't, not a... I don't think we're suggesting that it's, can't, you know, that, that, that it's rampant with cattle running down the street and causing uh, all sorts of issues. But I, I guess a $32 billion industry probably deserves a mm. little bit of protection. And the other element of it is that a lot of that beef 
goes to Indonesia. You know, uh, we're feeding exactly Indonesia right. with our beef, basically, but particularly yes. if they're losing cattle to this disease. And apparently it just makes the cattle lame. Um, and, a, and a cow that can't move is probably not eating uh, as he should be and is not uh, delivering the milk. It's a challenge. But I, I guess if McDonald's ran out, of, ran out of beef patties, that might actually start to make a bit of a mark on people, you know? The areas that I'm not sure if you were a traveller that you would be going to areas if you were generally just travelling through Bali, you will see cattle in a rice field. The farmers, as you know, use them to pull their ploughs. Ploughs, yeah. Uh, through the through the rice fields, you won't see. I actually can't tell you the last time I saw a, a herd of cattle yep. in, or a tractor for that matter, mm-hmm. uh, but a herd of cattle in, in Bali. Right. So, you know, maybe just the awareness from a traveller's point of view about, uh, I guess if you're going to choose to go trekking through the rice fields, I, I mean, there's plenty of people that I know who have travelled extensively over the years and they automatically will wash their shoes if they've been trekking through rice fields. They, they just do that as an automatic, you know, way, way of travelling and being, you know, just making sure that they're not taking anything home. That's been on our immigration declaration form forever, hasn't it? Coming back into Australia, yes, I'm sure it has. And I hope that, that people are just being responsible. Hmm. You know, I think it's that there's a whole lot of opportunity here with everything we do right now to be a little bit aware and responsible. Yeah. You know, I, I understand from what I'm seeing on the news that COVID is running rampant in Australia. I'm sure it is doing the same thing here. It's just that because we spend so much of our time outside and uh, I personally do not spend a lot of time inside it with crowds. Of, but, but I'm, I'm forever but, scarred by that now. But you know, but you have been porcupined. You've had yes, more vac- vaccinations than anyone I know. <laughs> I have, and I'm due to come back to Australia and have the, the fourth booster, but I want to wait until the airlines settle down a little bit until I feel that, <laughs> that everything is kind of finding its groove before I, uh, I go down that path again. Uh, but then that will be, mm, that will be six I've yeah. had. So, oh, and- look, I'm doing whatever. I don't want to get sick again, Graham. Our correspondent, Suzanne Hart, was speaking from Bali with Graham Kemlo. And Rita, the Queensland government is taking the threat of foot and mouth very seriously this week. They announced a $22 million package to tackle biosecurity threats such as foot and mouth and another thing called lumpy skin disease. So the funding will be used to create 15 new biosecurity roles, including 10 specially trained biosecurity officers. Well, hopefully Australian tourists who go to Bali take the threat seriously when they return. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.